Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Hey guys, I'm Mariah Owen. I'm an actor, writer, producer from Toronto. Uh, I have my own production company called GTE Productions, and most recently I produced a film called MFA, as in a Master of Fine Arts, which had its world premiere at South by Southwest and just sold to Amazon and will be in theaters in October. I'm so excited. Last time I was here, I didn't know that. I just found out. And um, I do a lot of different content from digital to television to film. Uh, yeah, that, that's me. I, I love content. Um yeah, I like making movies. I want to make movies for the rest of my life. Congratulations on that Thank Amazon you. deal. Yeah. And then it's going to be in theater. This is amazing. It's crazy. It's really, really cool. That is that is exciting news. And that what a, what a wonderful way to celebrate your birthday. Yes. That, that is you. fantastic. Um, you've done tons of stuff. Um, <laughs> you've, you've done athletics and sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done a lot of things in the entertainment industry. Um, let's go back to right. you. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's in grade school or high school. When, when did you start? I'm, I'm assuming that the athletic stuff started first. Would that be fair to say? <laughs> yes and no. I've been like a total goofball since day one. Okay. Um, and, uh, a very sassy little kid. Very kind though. Like I wasn't a mean kid or anything. Um, my mom is very involved in gymnastics. And now she continues to be involved. Yes, well? okay. she um, she's the vice chairperson for Acrobatics Ontario. And uh, wow. so I really started. I basically grew up in a gymnastics gym. Mom would take you. Yeah, my mom was coaching or running the gym and I would be there. Um, and so I really started off in gymnastics. Uh, however, my first job ever, I was two and a half days old and I was modeling. So I started modeling when I was two and a half days old, um, really was doing <laughs> gymnastics and swimming um, basically at the same time, like I was in a gym before I could even walk. Um, so I really grew up, um, as an athlete and kind of in and around the entertainment industry, not mm-hmm. really thinking that I would ever pursue it, sure. um, professionally. Um, I started at second city Toronto at the training center, uh, when I was seven, just doing improv classes for fun. Um, wow. Yeah. And now, then I, like at seven years old, what, this is like a flyer they give to you at school or like, how do you get in there? My, well, my mom had taken classes there and my dad actually suggested, uh, taking me there. I, I, I think just because I was such a ham and I was always creating my own stories. And, um, I, I was really interested in bu- just kind of almost building these different worlds, like with my Polly pockets and my Barbies and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, like I, I built this massive, um, basically house like mansion for my poly pockets out of this cardboard box that our tv came in and yeah and um i think i've always just been i i really really love uh, the arts i've always been creative um however I, i really love academics as well and i've kind of been this person who's done everything i possibly can all at once for the majority of my life like i i can never um imagine myself only choosing to do one thing at any given time hmm. ever so always been I guess, I guess the term now is hybrid if you will yeah um yeah I, I i really enjoy doing multiple things at once and i really think doing multiple things at once has mm-hmm. really helped um, shape me into who i am okay yeah interesting so t- tell me about you getting into cheerleading 
And, you know, because there, there'll be some people that will take a look at cheerleading and go, that's that's a sport. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it's just when the basketball team plays or the football team plays and you got these uh, these girls. And sometimes there's a couple of guys just running around and throwing pom poms. But right. Tell me about this. So I actually got into cheerleading because of gymnastics. OK, so I was doing really well in gymnastics and then I kind of hit a wall. I wasn't able to get certain skills that I wanted. And my mom was also my coach and it. Um, I tried a different coach and it just wasn't a good fit for me at the time. And I actually uh, got into ski racing, alpine ski racing. Wow. Um, and because my grandma uh, said, you know, she's not doing so well right now in gymnastics. Let's let's try skiing. My grandma was a skier. My dad's a skier. And uh, so I started doing racing and I loved it. Um, but unlike a lot of other athletes in ski racing, I didn't play soccer in the off season. And so when you're not is skiing. Is that a thing you're supposed to do? No, but usually a lot of other skiers, they, they play some sport of some kind in the off season when they're not skiing, um, especially in Ontario when you can't ski all year round. You're lucky if you can ski like three to four months, <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Um, and I still had all my skills from gymnastics and a lot of my other friends who had retired from gymnastics or some of the older girls, they had gotten into cheerleading. And uh, my, my parents were like, you know what, let's try it. So I actually had a birthday party at Power Cheer Toronto in fifth grade. And um, at where where is this? Power Cheer Toronto. It's in Mississauga. Okay. And um, I, I had my birthday party there. I loved it. Um, and I ended up uh, actually doing synchronized swimming that year instead of cheerleading. And I said to my parents, I was like, hey, you know, that cheerleading was really cool. Like, I, I want to try it. And um, I started off there on a junior team. So those are girls 11 to 14. Yeah. And um, I, I just fell in love with the sport. And I grew up at Power Cheer Toronto. And um, I was really lucky. I moved through the levels. Um there's six levels in cheerleading. Uh, level five um, is a world's division. Level five and six are world's division, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I made the world's team. And from there, um, I was selected to be on Team Canada. You try out. So I've been on Team Canada twice, both in the level five That's and level awesome. six division, which is really cool. Um, and uh, so cheerleading is a huge part. And I think I'm, I've always been a performer. Um, however, cheerleading, it, it's not the pom-poms that you're used to seeing with basketball and football. Yeah. Um, this is all-star cheerleading. So it's a two-and-a-half-minute routine um, that has stunts, pyramids, tumbling, dance, basket tosses where you literally, like, chuck people in the air and they do cool things and you catch them. And um, it's a really – it kind of combines dance, circus, and gymnastics, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Team Canada. Yeah, that was really – and I'm uh, – this is um, are you a world champion? I, I am ah! with my team with our yeah in the level five uh, division, which was such a cool opportunity. Um, yeah, and, it's and where, where was, so so tell me where was this? Where where, where did this competition happen? So worlds are held every year yeah. um, in Orlando, Florida at uh, Disney World. Okay, and so there's two world championships that happen every mm-hmm. year in uh, end of April for okay. cheerleading. There's ICU, um, which is all the team. All like all the teams, so Team USA, Team Canada, Thailand, you know, every single country team. Okay. And there are over a hundred countries that can that are part of the ICU. Wow. Um, so that happened at Worlds. That's where I competed with Team Canada, and then I also competed at the USASF Worlds, which are USASF is our governing body of cheerleading, mm-hmm. and they hold Worlds every single year. So it's basically this weekend that's just full of cheerleading, and cheerleaders just take over Walt Disney World. Yeah. Um, and compete for oh, wow. World Championships. So, that is awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Gold medals? Yes. And silver and bronze. What? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, so it's, cheerleading is a massive sport. And, I mean, in Canada alone, uh, it's grown. I've been in the sport a decade now. Um, this is my first year. Well, actually, I took a year off mm-hmm. from cheerleading. 
and um, I missed it like crazy. And I went back, and I actually went back to a different gym called Cheer Force Wolf Pack, which is another awesome gym located in Oakville, Ontario. Um, and I competed in the level six division there, and I really loved it. Uh, however, I wanted to come back home to PCT for Power Cheer Toronto for my last year, so I went back. Um, but in my ten years in this sport, um, it's grown. It, it's mm-hmm. insane the growth of the sport and the athletes that are coming up in the younger divisions, like any other sport that yeah. grows. Um, it, it's massive, and it's you know. Canada is really becoming a, a contender for cheerleading. A powerhouse. Yeah, we, we are, especially in, huh. in the all-girl divisions. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That is awesome. Thank you. And so are you going to continue with this? or? You know what? Right now... Are you retiring now from... I said I retired once, and no? I came back. <laughs> I was like 17, and I was like, I'm retired from cheerleading. <laughs> uh. And then I went back. So, I mean... I don't want to rule anything out I, yeah. at, at the time right now. My schedule just doesn't allow it. I, mm. Last year, um, I made the team of my dreams. Um, at, they're called California All-Stars. It's a team called Reckless. Okay. And they're um, this amazing team, an amazing, amazing gym. And um, I found out that week uh, that I made – it was a week in May that I found out that um, I made the team, which was awesome. And yeah. then I also found out about MFA. Yeah, uh, the feature film that I ultimately chose to do instead of sure. being on the team. So who knows? I might, I might go back. I'm a little out of shape right now, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to rule it out. I, I still have my cheerleading shoes, so we'll see. That is awesome. Yeah, that is so exciting. Thank you. Um, okay, so where, where did, um, where did movies come in? Like, how did that start? What was I? I know at three days old. I was going to say three years, <laughs> but I know at three days old you you were mm-hmm. doing your first shoot right um I, i'm, I'm two just and curious to i'm curious <laughs> how that conversation with your agent went on on what gigs you wanted to take you know i honestly <laughs> I, yeah right um i modeled a lot until i was 12 and then i got braces and i was an athlete and i mean i did cheerleading and skiing two sports where you literally either skiing you fall and you wreck your face or cheerleading you get kicked in the face or you're like I've been like kicked, punched, all of this stuff from yeah. the sport because it's a dangerous sport. And um, when you get to certain levels, you're ultimately taking risks. Yeah. And um, always, and you have to, I was a base, so you have to catch that top, you know? Um, uh, hmm, how did I? That's a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved movies. Okay. Um, my family, like my parents and I, we always watched movies growing up. Are um, there certain types of movies you liked, actors or directors? Ooh, oh my gosh. I, they're, oh, that is so hard. Um, there are a lot of directors I really love. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Catherine Bigelow, obviously, in terms of what she's done for female directors. Um, and yeah. just being a director, period, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Scorsese. Um, I love Hitchcock. Um, it's really hard. And then I also love uh, Penny Marshall. You know, she really... Yeah. Um, there's so many. In, and then also just women in film. I love Shonda Rhimes. Um, I think for me, getting into movies, I didn't really think that... I could have a career in the entertainment arts. I didn't really think that it was possible for me mm-hmm. um, just because I, my, I come, my dad's a hardcore academic and being what, did in, you, what did your dad do? Um, he has backgrounds all in abnormal psychology. So there's okay. <laughs> a lot of textbooks in our house, a lot of psych. Um, and uh, I honestly thought that because of being an athlete and having injuries and whatnot, I was going to go be a sports medicine doctor or an orthopedic surgeon. Okay, sure, so, I can see that. Yeah, and I, I really loved that. I loved learning about the human body and how the muscles worked and um, just from my own recoveries from injuries and what doctors had done for me, um, I really wanted to help other other athletes. Mm-hmm. And I just kept getting pulled back into the arts. And um, I, you know, it, 
it's kind of a weird i look back now it's all happened fairly quickly yeah um in, in terms of a matter of years like i've always really been in the arts doing musical theater or improv um as kind of a passion um but i would say really it was only a couple years ago um i started paing being a production assistant and then um what was it what 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 does a pa do oh i'm it, gonna ask you all these like what does this person do? yeah of this? course of so course PA, what does a pa do so a pa is a production assistant and they can do everything from um helping producers with uh paperwork and you know um, organizing sets to literally running and getting coffee. It honestly depends on the sets that you work on. If you're an office PA or a post-production PA, if you're okay. a set PA, um, you're really you're really imperative to helping um, the day-to-day operations of that set. Mm-hmm. But it could be everything from like grabbing um, an actor and bringing them to set to like wow. cleaning up garbage. So like <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. It's an entry-level position. But what I love about um, being a PA, and I'll still be a PA now. Like I really don't have any qualms about it for my friends mostly yeah um you learn so much and it's the only position that you're ever going to have in this industry where you can truly ask any question and people can't be mad at you in order because you're just starting out you're you're asking all these questions about these different things um versus like if i'm a producer and i ask a question people are like what you don't know that versus if you're a pa you can ask anything you can you can ask that it's your real it's it's your opportunity to learn and i didn't go to film school so being a PA was an opportunity for me to learn um, how film sets worked. And um, I studied writing at Second City, the comedy writing program. I did the improv program there. And um, I would really say after that, that was what kind of sparked me mm-hmm. wanting to be more on the production side. Um, because part of that program, you write a show for the main stage oh, at wow. Second City. So, and then you cast people and you're working with um, the other, your classmates to put a show together. And I really, really liked that. Um, and, uh, then I started doing social media as a job through college and I got asked to be a social media producer for a web series. What is a social media producer? Right. Like who even knew that was a job (laughs) title, right? Um, but essentially it's just a marketing producer. It was like a fancier title than a marketing producer. So being responsible for the social media regarding the show, how the show is perceived. What show is this? It's called IRL, the series. You can find it online and on, uh, Bell Media on 5TV1. Um, and then uh, I wasn't involved creatively, which was kind of an interesting process because t- to be a creative person and not have any creative control over mm. a show is or input at all. Yeah. Yeah. is really difficult. Um, but it was a really good learning experience. And um, from there, I just kind of wanted to um, see if I could do it on my own. And I wanted to uh, there's a certain way I work in a certain way. I like to treat people and I really want to make sure that my sets were like that and so i decided to um start my production company and i started with a short film called ergo sum um and my friend george Murai wrote it and directed and uh we premiered at um where did we premiere oh my gosh we've been at augmented we were at toronto short film festival um we've at one reeler we've been at a bunch of different festivals which is really cool and then I did uh, a couple other shorts from there, another web series, and then um, picked up MFA. And then also I'm a CMPA mentor uh, for Jazz Hands, which is a young, hip new film coming out for nice. the teens. So let, let's rewind a bit. You mm-hmm. started a production company. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> tell me, um, what is a pro- okay, so the, the name again of your production company is? GTE Productions. G- GTE stands for? Jerry Turner Entertainment. 
And obviously, I am not Jerry Turner. No. There is not a Jerry Turner. There are two guys, um, Jerry Owen, who was my grandpa, and uh, Garfield Turner, who was one of my really good friends and a teammate of mine at PowerShare Toronto. And unfortunately, both of them have passed away. And they were just two really awesome dudes who, um, it sounds cliche, but they just really believed in me and believed in the world around them. They were two Hmm. people who were so wildly effervescent. They would walk into a room and within not even like five seconds, you'd be laughing and the room would just be brighter. And they were really kind to people regardless of if they knew them for like five minutes or five years. And wow. um, they, how they, oh, I get like, I get kind of emotional talking about no, no, that's them. Um, Take your time. But how they made me feel is how I want my sets to feel. Yeah. And how I want my, you know, people I work with and just the people around me in general mm-hmm. to feel like that. Um, and they really, they both pushed me and always supported me. And um, I mean, obviously my grandpa, he was my grandpa. He had to love me. Well, he yeah. didn't, but he, you know, he did. Sure. And Garfield, he was much older than me. And, um, as a teammate, he really looked out for the girls who were younger on the team. He also really supported me with second city and improv and, you know, making that effort to, um, come to my second shitty, uh, my second, <laughs> my second city shows, not even if they were shitty, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> my second city shows, um, and to, you know, my birthdays and he knew my friends and my parents and, um, they were just two really, really awesome dudes and I miss them a lot. So that's a great story though. That's, Thank that's, you. Re- that's a, re- a great way to, to remember them. Yeah. Right. To yeah. honor them. Um, so a production company. Yes. Uh, what is, what, what does a production company do? What's the role of one who comes to you? Who do you go to? How does that all, all work? Ooh, um, that's a tough question. I mean, for me and my production company, uh, it's just me Okay. <laughs> right now. And, um, I hire people per basis to kind of help per production. Mm-hmm. Um, I do everything under my production company from, uh, reading scripts and doing story edits. So I give comments back on people's scripts to green lighting people's projects, um, to helping them find funding to do Indiegogo campaigns, to helping run their social media for their productions, okay. um, or as a per actor basis, mm-hmm. um, which that's a little that gets a little tricky because the per actor basis is something their clients I've had since I started doing social media in college, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, my production company is pretty broad. And I mean, in terms of talking about like the future of my production company, yeah, I'd, I think I'd really like to have a studio someday as well, like GTE Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like far down. I got to make some more movies and make some more money for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so a, a bunch of questions here. Yeah. Um, so your first gig as an actress, what oh. was that? Um, it was probably theater. Well, it definitely was theater. Yeah. I mean, um. I'm trying to think. I think I played Sandy in Greece in like fourth grade, which is like not, you know, fourth grade. Whoa. And then um, Wicked Witch at my school, like school plays. That's what I yeah. really started. I'm trying to think about my first professional credit. I mean, yeah. I feel like I should know that. I know what my first IMDb credit was. Okay. Yeah, let's start okay. There. So that is, um, I wrote the pilot for a web series called Wholesome Foods I Love You. Is that okay? And mm-hmm. that's crazy. That was three years ago. And, um, I'm no longer, I wrote for the project and that was it. And they just finished filming that, uh, their first season, which oh, is kind of wow. cool. So yeah, I mean, I wish them all the, the, the best in that. Yeah. But I remember that being my first IMDb credit, um, and being like, Oh my God, I'm on IMDb. And now, how did you get on IMDb? IMDb? I, I international movie database. IMDb. 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 Yeah. Um, 
from them putting on my my credit. And uh, since then, um, I don't know. I've like I, now it's I huge. Like I gotta credits. scroll. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Um. And yeah, twenty nine uh, credits as a producer. Are you serious? Oh, I mean that's what oh it my says gosh, here. holy, that's amazing. This is other Mariah Owens. No, I think no. that's just one. I, I that's think awesome. I'm, uh, yeah. Or maybe Holy. it's going by episode. Like, okay, maybe it's episode. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. But, but hey, that's awesome. Look you. at you. Hey, hard work pays off. Before your 23rd birthday. Yeah, craziness. <laughs> and um, my, and then I, I'm trying, oh my gosh, how can I not remember what my first real acting credit was? I, I mean, theater, musical theater, improv. Um, it might have been a short. I mean, the... The last year I've acted in a bunch. I, I acted in Ergo some. I, I just, I was the lead in this one called The Ringtaliation um, MFA. I have a, a couple scenes in, which is really cool. Um, what else have I done? Oh, God. there's There's been a lot this year. I It's been There's busy. a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's been cool. Um, okay, so let's let's stop at MFA. Okay. Um, you're a producer? Yes. On this, did your did you slash your company produce? We're one of the one you, of the companies. Yeah, one of the companies. Yeah. Okay, so tell me what was what was your role as as a producer or the role of your production company? So I MFA? came on. Um, this is this project, and I think we spoke about this a little uh, last episode. Yeah. Um, just kind of reiterate this project. Kind of, it's like this magical project to me. Um, mm-hmm. and so last year I got an email from a girl saying, "Hey." My name's Leah. I'm a female filmmaker. If you're looking for a film, choose mine. And I totally thought it was a scam. Sent to my agent and my manager. I read the script and I loved it. And they're like, no, you know what? This might be real. Email her back. And I did. And we bounced back and forth. I flew down, met her in LA. Loved her. Loved the script. Came on board. Um, I met her actually this month last year. And then we shot MFA in uh, August and September down in LA. Okay. And um, I I think being in toronto and then being in la um the the kind of idea was that i probably wasn't going to come down and help or do anything because oftentimes executive producers or you know other production companies don't really come on board to like help do stuff and Mm -hmm. this was an indie project it's very it's an independent film um it's a passion project from everyone involved i mean leah mckendrick wrote this phenomenal script she also is a producer she has her own production company as well uh, villainous productions uh, and she is an actor she's a lead in this movie mm-hmm. as well um and uh man this project is just so cool so it came on board i flew down and i ended up being on set every single day um i love the people that i got to work with and mm-hmm. um you know we will work together again which is really cool and then we were we all met up again at south by south by yeah. southwest when we had our world premiere in march uh, and now we sold to Amazon and we're going to be in theaters. Like, it's just such a crazy, That's crazy amazing. thing. Yeah. And it's. So what was your, so you acted in it. Was there any, what was like, is there anything else that they were looking for as a producer? You mean, yeah, was? Yeah, I did literally, yeah. I did everything from like, I even made coffee and helped PAs because I, I'm never going to be a producer that just like sits in video village and video village is where like you, you watch playback. So basically everyone sits, you know, those like folding chairs that people sit in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they sit in those and they watch videos and um, 
I, I'm never going to be that kind of producer. I'm mm-hmm. going to come on set and I'm going to help make the project as efficient as it possibly can be, help where, wherever I'm needed. And that's kind of what I came to do on MFA. And um, I ended up doing parking, like park permits and actually parking permits too. Um, I just did whatever was needed. And um, I think because of that, I had the opportunity to become close with the people that I was working with. Um, and uh, we made it through the trenches of indie film together. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's a really cool project. And I think it taught me, um, a lot about going with my gut. I had a huge decision to make, either being on the cheerleading team of my dreams that we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. um, at California All-Stars or making this movie that is a female vigilante thriller about campus rape, um, a topic that, you know, needs to be talked about and it needs um, it needed it needed to be told. And I, I just had to go with my gut. I didn't know anyone on this project. And, um, you know, I talked to my friends, I talked to my parents, and it just seemed like the, the right thing to do and I knew in my gut as yeah. silly as that sounds like I was like I have to do this hmm. and here we are <laughs> that's amazing so. how, now how does I don't know if this was your role mm-hmm. but how do you how do you get you know how does Amazon come to the table or how did that work out? um it honestly depends um uh, we have a sales agent as well however okay there's a really cool program that we found out about at South by Southwest uh through Amazon it's through like their festival program mm-hmm. so it's at South by Southwest it's at Sundance it's at Tribeca hopefully it'll be at TIFF this September okay um they uh it's an offer to films that are selected um as part of that festival that Amazon will pick them up to go through their Amazon Prime program um which is available in the U.S. Germany Japan and the U.K. Okay. Right now. So yeah. not in Canada. We haven't sold to Canada yet. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, not fingers crossed. We will. We have to. I'm Canadian. Come of on, course. guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really cool program that offers an incentive for independent uh, independent filmmakers um, to stream on Amazon. Uh, also, it's so expensive making movies, you know, and um, it really gives an opportunity to, you know, uh, smaller filmmakers or emerging filmmakers um, to have an opportunity to have distribution and have more eyeballs on their film around the world. Uh, because oftentimes when you're starting out in mm-hmm. film, you're, you don't really have the opportunity to have a sales agent in the budget. You don't have an opportunity to reach out or fly out and meet with all these executives who are yeah, distributors. Course. And so Amazon is really helping change the game for independent filmmakers. So we're really lucky and cool to be a part of that program. That's awesome. Yeah. What, um, what project or projects are you working on right now that you're really, really excited about? Ooh, I'm writing my first feature. Um, ah. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's so weird for someone starting in comedy at such a young age and like doing comedy writing. I've all of a sudden like taken a twist in my production slate. Yeah. And I have like all these like psychological thrillers and vigilante movies lined up for the next year and a half. And um, the one I'm writing right now, uh, it's, uh, I, I, I don't want to. I don't know if I can say right now, but I'm gonna. It basically, it's a. It's, it's a, a psychological. Yeah, it's a psychological thriller okay. about this little girl, um, uh, with a conduct disorder. A conduct. Yeah, like a behavioral disorder. Okay. And uh, I'm really excited about that. And then I'm. Uh, I just greenlit a project, um, another vigilante thriller, that I'll shoot in the fall. Um, that I can't. I can't say anything about. You'll be I'm a really director excited. in that one. No, I'm. A, I'm. I'm a producer. Okay. And then um, a film I did direct, because I have started getting into directing. It's called wow. Plagued. Okay. And uh, we won. Um, it's a microfilm. This is actually something that I, I kind of want to talk about. Um, a microfilm is a, a really, really short film under a minute. And I kind of made it just to prove to my friends that, like, you can create your own work. It was almost out of spite. Like, I, I said to my friend, Ali Perpik, who is uh, a great actress and an awesome photographer. Uh-huh. Um, 
I was like, hey, are you free right now? And she's like, yeah, it was a Wednesday afternoon. And um, we shot for maybe like 45 minutes in Trinity Bellwoods. Yeah. And then I edited the film, put it together. And just um, my friend George, who I who did Ergo Sum, he did the music as well. And we just kind of, I edited this thing and I um, submit it via Film Freeway to all these different festivals. And um, we got in <laughs> to a lot of them. And then we started winning awards. And um, what? yeah, so I, it's really exciting. Uh, I know this is not um, a number that'll stay right now just based on this industry. But so far, I'm two for two for nominations and awards, which are really, really cool. So you won for Plagued? Yes. So what's Plagued, Plagued, what's so Plagued, Plagued about? is, it started as a... Um, in spite of my friends who were always like, oh, it's creating your own work is so hard. Like, you know, how, how do you just make something? You know, I don't have the money to make this. And I'm like, I literally shot this on my smartphone, 45 minutes. Um, obviously, I put into put work into it afterwards. Um, but it is accessible. And, you know, if you have a friend, I could be like, hey, do you want to go shoot something? You know, you got to create your own work. You got to get your name out there. You got to do what you have to. Um, so plagued. Uh, it started off actually as a poem, almost a short story, like a collection of short stories that I started writing maybe um, a year ago. And just as kind of something fun to do, like I would find like when I was really stressed, I would just kind of write for a little bit. And it wasn't a script, it was more artistic. And I never really thought I would like show them to anyone or whatnot. And a friend of mine ended up reading some of them and said to me like, hey, these are really cool. Like, how do you, like you should film them or, you know, you should do something with them. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a poet. Like I'm not... Uh, I kept on being like, I'm not this, I'm not that. I don't think I can make my own just, you know, willy-nilly like that. And it was a lesson for myself and for my friends that you can create your own work. And Plagged um, is a concept video, actually, um, for a series that I'm developing called The Millennial Life, which will be a web series um, highlighting millennial culture, uh, all told through poetry and short stories. So wow. it's it's crazy that this, like, little 45-minute thing um, – I mean, shooting-wise, it's only it's only a minute running time. Um, is winning awards and concepts. And is that and, with credits? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, with credits, I think it's like a minute and seven seconds okay. or something like that. But um, yeah, it's 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 really I think um, helped me a lot in terms of being like, hey, I can do this, and other people can do it too. Because I think you know when you're young and you're starting out, people always tell you that you know you need to learn how to do things. And obviously you do need to learn mm -hmm. and it's a lot of research. I research things all the time. However, at some point you just got to get up and do it. Um, sure. And that's, that's what I've been doing and what I'm trying to do. So that is awesome. Thanks. How did you get involved with Tia Webfest? So last year, uh -huh. um, I, uh, how, how did I actually, um, the executive producers of Tia Webfest, um, Nick DeLolo and Courtney Wolfson, they put a post out, um, for volunteers, I think it was volunteers in social media. I can't, I can't remember exactly what the post was, but it was to be a volunteer for TO Webfest. Mm -hmm. And I messaged them and I was like, hey, I'm really interested. Jumped on a phone call with them, really liked them. I was on board. I helped, oh, marketing and sponsorship. That's what it was. Yeah. So I was helping with marketing and finding the sponsors for last year's Webfest. And um, then I ended up doing social media for them because obviously I have a background in social media. I've done social media through college for other actors and businesses and sports organizations, um, politicians. So I loved it. Mm -hmm. And that was last year. And I met Dan Spearin, who co-hosts a podcast, Your Creator Town, with Vince. Yeah. Um, and they're super awesome. Um, and it just kind of snowballed. I did social media for TO WebFest, or sorry, for IWCC, which is the Independent Web Content Creators of Canada. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of phenomenal things for creators here. And um, 
that was in February. And then Dan um, asked me to do the social media for TO WebFest this year. So we just nice. had an awesome weekend all at the CN Tower um, doing social media. I met people from the UK, from Australia, from obviously Toronto in the US or Canada in the US rather. Um, yeah, so I would definitely tell people to volunteer for TO WebFest next year. It's, it's growing like mad. Um, the community is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone's so friendly. Like in the web, I don't know what it is. Like everyone's just so kind and nice to each other. And it's really, it feels, um, it, it, you definitely have a strong sense of community and people wanting people to do well for each other. Um, what, like what happened this weekend? Like what was going on? Was it just awards that they were giving out? Were oh, there there's screenings, there's panels, okay. there's uh, creative spotlights. So um, there are different panels from uh, creators. Yeah. Um, there were panels uh, from composers, was which there, was really Was there a panel that you really enjoyed? Like, did you participate in, on a panel at all? I or? did not. Okay. I didn't do a panel. You were just behind the scenes? Behind the, yeah, behind all the scenes, uh, taking pictures with people, making videos, interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically had my, I actually had two phones, Look which was you. really cool. Two <laughs> phones. Um, all weekend long which was really neat because it also gave me the opportunity to talk to more creators, okay. um, which in previous years I would be like, oh, hi, hello, how are you? Versus when doing social media and doing those social videos. Um, I'd be like, hey, you know, what's your name? Where are you from? What's your series? What's the log line? You know, how would you get into that? So it was really cool to be able to um, talk to those new creators and, and established creators too. Nice. Um, but yeah, there was so much going on. Um, and then there was also a really cool uh, component of Tia WebFest, which is the pitching component where uh, Tia WebFest and IWCC set up opportunities for um, uh, attendees of the festival to come and talk to executives from um, like CBC, um, IPF, the Independent Production Fund, like all of these super awesome people um, mm-hmm. to pitch to them and to create um, connections and, you know, that was really wow. awesome. I, I love that festival. It is so fun. I'm excited for next year. Nice. Do you remember any of the any of the winners at all from for any of the awards? I do. Yeah. That's my DJ. Um, oh, tell, one, me, tell me. Tell yeah, me. Yeah. So they are super awesome. They're from Toronto. Um, the director and produce. So there's a director. Um, DW. Wait. So that's my DJ. What is is the name of the? They they won a bunch of awards. Ah. Like best directing music. They want like I feel like I tweeted out their names so many times and okay. they're it's very well deserved. Um. They have a very cool series, um, and uh, I'm trying to think what my next – I mean, the latest web series I've done is called The Narcoly, and um, I'm really hoping that they'll submit to TO Web Fest for next year because okay. I hope to hear their name called for awards. So, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds real. I, I had no clue that there was this independent content yeah. creator community mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, that's why we got guys like Dan and Vince who are, you know, creating podcasts and opportunities for people to learn more about web. And also, they're like, uh, Dan and Vince, along with the IWCC and everyone at TO WebFest, they're really helping creators um, and pave a new way for new emerging creators. Mm-hmm. So we're really lucky. And it seems we need more of that because it, I don't know if it, yeah. Rogers just pulled a bunch of funding. Bell. Was it Bell? It's, uh, there's, it's, the, well, the government, there's um, Bravo Fact as well as Much Fact. And Bravo Fact is a, I mean, I can't imagine um, the, f- I don't actually, I don't want to imagine the future of, because um, I don't really don't know, I don't know if there really is a strong one for creators without Bravo Fact, emerging creators, because it has given the opportunity and opened so many doors for mm-hmm. creators um, in our country. How so? 
Um, it so you you submit to Bravo Fact. There's Bravo Fact and Bravo Factual. Okay. So one's for scripted content, one's for non-scripted, and um, they fund up to fifty thousand dollars for a project. And um, mm. so you apply, you wait. If you get it, you shoot. It's great. And um, I think by providing the funds for creators and new voices, it's really helped um, creators from you know directors, producers, writers editors to actors to sound people um it would be really devastating and incredibly honestly it's insane the fact that they're wanting to pull that um we wouldn't have independent film i truly believe um without those opportunities Mm -hmm. it's it's really it's a shame we're trying to build this country and they're taking away the one main funding source for independent emerging content creators yeah you know because usually when you're coming through this um industry and you're starting you're not going to go right away to harold greenberg fund or to telefilm or to ipf even you're mm-hmm. you're starting off at bravo fact because it's a smaller budget um and i it, it just makes me so angry honestly like we we need to build our entertainment industry as a country mm-hmm. um we need to hear new voices we I, I feel like we have this thing in canada where we're so risk adverse and we hear from like the same five voices over and over and over again mm-hmm. and something like bravo fact really helps us not do that so we need bravo fact yeah <laughs> yeah so we'll see what happens fingers crossed awesome mm-hmm. um thank you so much Oh, we're done. We're chatting with oh you. Oh my god! Shall Thank we talk you. some more? Oh, if only if I don't want mind. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to talk to you like forever and ever. <laughs> but no worries. Well, we I, I have this question actually. Okay. Are you still in school? I oh, school is hard for me right now. Mm-hmm. I um I really I started Mariah, off. Mariah, did you drop out of school? Do we no. need to sit down and talk? No. <laughs> so I went to U of T and I'm working on UCLA screenwriting. Okay. So working on getting into UCLA or you're I'm deferred. Okay. So I um this is a I, you know what this conversation is such a tough one for me to have because I think education is important. Mm-hmm. However, I don't believe that it's everything in this industry. And I okay. think that's something um I mean, we push these kids through film school and don't get me wrong, there's amazing people who come out of film school and you learn so much from mm-hmm. film school. And go, if I could go back in time, I wish I went to film school versus taking English and cinema, which is basically film history. Okay. Um, uh, because U of T doesn't have a film school. Um, but I don't, I mean, think about all the kids that graduate from film school every single year. They're not all, they don't all end up in film, right? Mm. They don't all end up in television. They don't all end up in web. Um, it's not a linear path. You've got no. to sort of choose your own adventure almost exactly figure out you know which inputs you're going to take yeah Hmm. and i think for me like i um kind of going back as well um when i finished high school i was i finished at 16 and i interned at chorus entertainment okay so that was kind of like my first taste at i guess you know what i would really say chorus helped me think that i could maybe have um a career in the arts and still live (laughs) and still be pay the bills yeah be able to eat yeah and like not live with my parents forever what were you doing at chorus so i was an on-air promotions intern um so i was helping schedule promos um it was kind of also doing like a little bit of pa work um in the office helping other people um and uh and funny enough i actually got my internship at chorus uh through cheerleading so Jen Pritchard, who's at Chorus, is also a cheerleading coach, and oh, wow. um, I've known her forever, and um, I was really kind of, I don't want to say struggling, but figuring out my place, because I didn't really feel like I fit in 
I didn't really high school. Um, I had friends in high school, but I also like a lot of people in the arts. I find like I high school didn't really like. I was bored. Like I was, I was bored. Sure. And um, so I fast tracked. Um, high school. I did online school. I did school abroad in Australia and Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, they said to me, "Okay, you need like a co-op to graduate." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Ah! And of course, being 16, no one wants to hire you and sure <laughs> do anything. And um, I was really, really lucky. I Jen was working at Chorus, and um, I was really searching for an internship. And I and I interviewed, and we talked to my school, and um, I was really, really grateful for that opportunity. Nice. And I still talk to people from Chorus. And it's crazy, you know, how things. Um, kind of turn around, uh, you know, as we discussed, I'll be 23 tomorrow. And I, I've been working, um, I've been on sets and seen people that I worked with at course, you know, so long ago. So it's been, it's a really, really cool industry. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of people I have to thank for helping me get here. So that's really, really cool. Um, why are you here? I honestly, (laughs) this, I get this question a lot. Yeah. And for me, I, um, it's heartbreaking and infuriating that um, I MFA. I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity pr- to produce MFA here mm-hmm. in Canada. Sure, um, it's too high of a risk. It's too strong of a subject matter, and um, I'm honestly, I think people. Um, I hate saying that. Like, I love my country, and it makes me very frustrating. I've competed for my country. I won a gold medal for my country. You know, represented it multiple occasions, and yet. Um, oftentimes young people and women are denied opportunities. Hmm. Um, and I think Canada, um, it, it's, a, I don't say a hate relationship, like a love hate relationship, but it's definitely a frustrating relationship where I want to be in my own country and I want to build this. I, why don't we have a star system? You know what I mean? Like, why don't we have all of these things? We have the talent. Are you kidding me? Sure. There are so many talented people here mm-hmm. and yet we, we don't hear about them or we don't know. And, um, I think for me, why I'm, I, I am in LA and I am in New York. Uh, I'll go back to New York in a couple weeks. Um, there's opportunities there and I build there and then I come back to Canada. It's almost like you have to leave Canada, do some work in the U S and then you come back and it's almost like you're given like a check Mark mm. because since coming back from LA now it's like people want to work with me and that's really frustrating however um I want to build my country I want to build the arts and entertainment uh in Canada I want more opportunities for women I want just more opportunities for young people in general here and um I I I think that's honestly my responsibility I don't well I don't know if it's my responsibility I'm going to take responsibility for it along with a lot of other really smart driven intelligent um hard-working young people that I know um I'm luckier, my friends. <laughs> um, we've kind of bonded together and been like, all right, like we got to help build our country because no one else is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there are really awesome people here. It's just the fact that we, we got to have some new voices. We got to have some new content. We got to tell some new stories. And that starts with us. So mm-hmm. if we're not the people kind of knocking on doors and really kicking them down, we're going to stay the same. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm here right now because I want to help build my country's content, I guess be able to and put us on the map see some of those uh stories that you know won't get picked up in canada otherwise yeah i see that's the one i'm going to support because that's different that's edgy, exactly that's, yeah and um i i really believe that canada is a powerhouse for talent and we're just not seeing it um and i really hope to help change that mm-hmm. in the future so awesome yeah well thank you so much for coming here to celebrate your birthday thank you thank you for having me this is like the best way to spend my last day of being 22 it's awesome. crazy. Cool. <laughs> Thank you.